Welcome to My Fair Katie, a film review podcast where I, Katie Schimmick, will watch movies with my dad. That'd be me, Scott Schimmick. Together we will dive into a sometimes deep but hopefully always fun discussion of classic films. Today's movie is Stagecoach. Made in 1939, Stagecoach is the classic western starring the most famous movie cowboy of all time, John Wayne. Directed by John Ford, Stagecoach is considered one of the must-see westerns. The poster calls it a powerful story of nine strange people. John Wayne plays the Ringo Kid, freshly escaped from jail and looking to settle a score with the killers of his brother. Andy Devine plays the coach driver Buck. He has like a really weird voice. Is he Friar Tuck from... Robin, Robin Hood. Hood. Yeah, yeah, I think he is. Yeah, I think he was in a lot of stuff because of it. he had like that that squeaky voice. <laughs> yeah, he had a lot of voice cracks too. Yeah, that made him good for uh, for voice work, cartoons. Yeah, I was gonna say cartoons. Yeah, imagine how many like TV shows he'd be on now with a voice like that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Claire Trevor plays the lady of the evening, Dallas, who is shunned by everyone but Ringo, and has been run out of town. Thomas Mitchell plays Doc Boone, a drunk, but a cheerful one, who has also been run out of town. He played um, friendly drunk in Mr. Smith. Too. He did. He was a journalist, right? Yeah. yeah. And he also played Scarlet's dad in Gone with the Wind. He did, yeah. It was a big year for Mr. Mitchell, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. He was a kooky uncle in uh, It's a Wonderful Life, remember? Oh, yeah. The one who left the money. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He had a pretty good IMDb there. That's a pretty good three-year run. Well, three yeah. of those are in one year. But between 39 to 41, I mean, he was in four of the most classic movies of all time. Pretty impressive. Donald Meek plays the whiskey drummer, Wait, Peacock. But he also plays, like, drunk characters in all of them, too. <laughs> well, except for, except for the forgetful uncle. But, yeah. Oh, yeah. Either, like, crazy. Crazy or, or drunk stupid. or stupid. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hey, man. Got him in a lot of really good movies. All right, Donald Meek plays the whiskey drummer Peacock, who is quickly befriended by the good doctor. You know, because he's a drunk. (laughs) George Bancroft plays Marshall Wilcox, who literally rides shotgun on the stagecoach. Is that where the expression comes from? Shotgun? Yeah, I call shotgun. Yeah, totally is. Except normally, you know, when you do it in the car, yeah, you don't have to, like, you don't have to shoot bandits or anything. Louise Platt plays Lucy Mallory, the wife of an officer at the fort. John Carradine plays the Confederate veteran and slick gambler, Hatfield, who is going along to protect her. Doesn't he already know that she's married? (laughs) It's it's kind of weird, isn't it? Yeah. He's like, oh, yes, modern mom, I will protect her. (laughs) You know, he's a... He had a couple of sons that were pretty famous. Who? Actually, three sons that were in movies. Who? I don't know if you know any of them. Keith Carradine, Robert Carradine, and uh, David Carradine. I don't know any of them. Oh, David Carradine. He was in Kill Bill. He was also in Kung Fu, the series. Anyway, the last stagecoach writer is played by Benton Churchill, who plays Gatewood. The banker who's skipping town because he just stole fifty thousand dollars. Yeah, <laughs> it was a lot of money back then. It's a lot of money now. 
The Overland Stagecoach from Tonto to Lordsburg heads out of town with all these people on board, except the Ringo Kid. Because of an Apache uprising by Geronimo, the army escorts the coach to the first station at Dry Fork. Along the way, Buck stops to pick up the Ringo Kid, who has escaped from prison to seek revenge on the plumbers, who killed his family and sent him to jail on false testimony. The marshal promptly arrests Ringo, and the stagecoach continues on. The passengers discover that there are no troops to escort them any further once they get to Dry Fork. Voting to continue on alone, they reach the next stop. The journey is delayed because Mrs. Mallory, after learning that her husband has been seriously wounded, goes into premature labor. Even though, like, we totally didn't even know she was pregnant. (laughs) That's really premature. (laughs) The baby. She had a a giant baby. It's like a (laughs) three-year-old. Doc sobers up to deliver the baby. And as they wait, Mrs. Mallory's recovery, Dallas and Ringo fall in love. Uh, <laughs> wait, that was only like a couple days, though. It, even, it was like a couple hours. <sighs> Dallas urges Ringo to escape, and Ringo's on the verge of leaving when he sees Apache war signals, and the passengers hastily board the stage to make a desperate dash to Lordsburg. Just as they appear to be out of danger, an arrow strikes Peacock in the chest. The Apaches are attacking. He was the kind that of... That was great. Like, they're just sitting, oh, hey, we made it. And it's like, <laughs> And then look over and... Well, he didn't die, too, so... Buck is wounded and Hatfold is killed. At the last minute, the cavalry literally rides to the rescue and escorts the stagecoach to its final stop. Gatewood is arrested for embezzlement. Curly grants Ringo his freedom so that he can avenge the murder of his family. Ringo shoots the Plummer brothers. Ringo and Dallas ride off into the night to begin a new life at his ranch in Mexico. You know, the the gunshot <laughs> scene, they didn't even, like, show the shootout. No, they didn't. They just, like, um, you could hear it, like, one time, because it only showed Dallas. And it wasn't like they were being afraid of violence, because they showed the whole Apache scene, yeah. the attack. I bet they just wanted you to like the character, and they didn't want to show him murdering people. Straight up murdered three people. I mean, revenge is one thing, but seriously, that's straight-up murder. They did kill his brother and yeah, his dad. That's what the justice system is for. That's why you call the sheriff. Everybody knew they did it. Put him on trial. Hang him. But he wanted to do it himself. Yeah, that's murder. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so... This movie was in the AFI Top 100 Original List Number 63. And it was funny, it was the last one that I just saw for the first time, and it was the last AFI 100 movie for me. So I completed that list. Really? Yeah. But the funny thing is, is it's been like, you see that list came out in the late 90s, and I had seen 99 of them by 2000, and I could never find Stagecoach, and then I just kind of forgot about it until we started doing this. And I'm like, ooh, I get to complete my list. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Do I ever get to complete the list? Uh, not to like college, because like we're never gonna do a podcast of Clockwork Orange. I'm telling you that right now. Why? <laughs> oh, because we, we would spend an hour talking about earmuffs. The funny thing is, is that the 10th anniversary stagecoach isn't even on there. It wasn't like a shockingly good movie. No, it wasn't a shockingly good movie. It was probably better than you give it credit for. Rotten Tomatoes gives it a 100. Uh, popcorn rating is an 86. Metacritic is a 93. IMDb is a 7.9 user rating. Didn't Rocky get like an 8.3? It's 
So Rocky's better. Okay, next category. Yeah, I agree. Rocky's better. <gasps> All right. So Oscars. Thomas Mitchell won an Oscar for the Best Supporting Actor. That dude was could have been nominated for three different movies that year. Oh yeah. But he won for this one. He uh, wasn't really in Gone with the Wind that much. What do you mean? He wasn't supporting actor. He was a supporting actor, not a lead actor. But he, if it wasn't for Scarlett's dad, right? Scarlett doesn't appreciate Tara. She doesn't come back to Tara. She doesn't fight for the land. She doesn't go back at the end. Without her dad, none of that happens. And how impactful would Bonnie's death be falling off a horse if it weren't for her dad falling off a horse? Oh. Yeah, I'm totally on board with the dad. (laughs) (laughs) It also won an Oscar for Best Music Scoring. The music was really good. Yeah. They took a lot of classic uh, Western songs and things and, and built it into the score. It was also nominated for Best Production or Best Movie. Obviously, Gone with the Wind won. Yeah. Best Director. It was nominated for Best Cinematography for Black and White. Uh, It was nominated for Best Art Direction and for Best Editing. All right. Earmuffs. There's really nothing to earmuff, is there? They really took that out. They didn't even let you see a pregnant woman in this movie. It was so prudish. They didn't even show she was pregnant. There was some violence, though. Yeah, it's funny. Like, oh, yeah, (laughs) we can... We can kill a few people, but God forbid we show a woman with a pregnant belly. <laughs> so, a very strange time. So there's no earmuffs. No, except for like blood. Not even. Like the one guy gets shot and he just like falls down and there's not even a hole in his shirt. Yeah, there was an arrow sticking out of him. Oh, Peacock, there was an arrow. Yeah, but there's no blood. Oh, and also when they... um. Shot Hatfield, they didn't even show it either. They didn't even show him getting shot. They just showed him, like, pulling him out of the stagecoach at the end. It's a good thing that he got shot before he killed her. Oh, yeah. That's right. He was gonna he was he gonna was spare her life by killing her. Because he had one bullet left, right? Yeah. That would have been bad if he killed her. All right, let's talk about a hero. So, who's the hero of the movie? Ringo. Ringo. And what were Ringo's motivations? To help get them saved. Was that really his motivation? (laughs) What were his motivations? To kill. Yeah, yeah. So was he really a good guy? He was the best, like, he was the best person on the stagecoach. Okay, here's his motivation. I'm going to break out of jail, sneak back to town, and straight up murder three people. And once I get caught, I'm going to try to convince the sheriff to let me loose... Or I'm going to sneak away anyway as soon as we get to town so I can go straight up murder three people. And that's a good guy. Well, he was the best person, like, there. <laughs> See a lot about the other ones. <laughs> Poor Peacock. He didn't do anything wrong. No, but he just wasn't very He wasn't heroic. Dallas was nice, too, but she wasn't. She was never actually mean to anybody, but we don't know what she did. Did get her kicked out of town. Oh, I know what she did. What did she do? She did the same thing Bill Watley did. What did Bill do? There's a reason why they don't mention it in the movies. <laughs> Alright, so if you were Ringo, what choices would you have made differently? Anything? I would have told the police that they were the ones who actually killed my brother and my father. Seems like they already knew. I know, but like, 
go to the court or something instead of murdering them. Murdering him was a bad choice. I mean, okay, remember when he was going to run away? He was going to run away and not go back to town to kill them. He was going to go back to his ranch, and then Dallas was going to meet him there. So Dallas was a good character because she influenced him to do better things. Yeah, she definitely was. And now a word from the sponsors of My Fair Katie. Get your side hustle on with Uberland. Coach Lines. Driving with Uberland is your way to earn extra money. Anytime. And with more riders and trips than any other service, there's more money around every corner. Choose when you want to drive your coach. Uberland is a fun new way to make extra money that works around your schedule and current job. Drive anytime, as much as you like, or as little as you want. It's up to you. Now with Instant Pay, you can transfer your earnings to your Wells Fargo bank account with a Pinkerton Escort. That's speed and security to keep you at ease. Uberland connects riders and shotgun with its drivers. The Uberland app makes the connections. To drive with Uberland, you need a stagecoach, a canteen, and to complete our easy sign-up process. Built with safety in mind, when you drive with Uberland, you get 24-7 shotgun support and insurance coverage. Many rides even come with your own cavalry escort. So download that today to get started. Alright, just because you're a bad guy doesn't mean you're a bad guy. So who was the bad guy in the movie? The guy who stole 50 grand. The banker? Yeah. Yeah, he was a bad guy. Ringo, he made up for it for like murdering three people. <laughs> <laughs> By being nice to the lady. Yeah, in when nobody else was. Of the evening. Yes. They were really shunning her too. They were so mean to her. They were. Like not even like offering her water. I mean, really, the antagonist here is Geronimo. Yeah, but I don't like the guy who stole the banker. <laughs> yeah, I know, I don't either. <laughs> he was, like, rude, too. He was so angry. He was obnoxious. Just like some lawyers. He wouldn't stop talking. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> let me ask you this. Did he have a point is one of our categories here in one of our discussion topics in Bad Guy. Did he have a point to steal the money and run away? Because remember, the last thing... <laughs> <laughs> he said, and I'm going to have like the... What was the group called? <laughs> the League of Law and Order. Oh, All those yeah. grouchy old ladies. They seem really, really annoying. They're the ones I would who, do the same thing. Yeah, the ones who kicked Doc Boone and, and Dallas out of town. <laughs> yeah, I would do that too. <laughs> they were coming over for dinner and he's like, hmm, go home to dinner or steal 50 grand. I'll take the money. <laughs> okay. So I guess he did have a point. So I guess the bad guy is the plumbers. They're not really a bad guy. They're a MacGuffin. They're the ones who got murdered. Yeah. Like, kind of out of the blue, too. We're assuming they got murdered. We don't really know. We heard a gunshot. Or three. Well, he looked satisfied when he was done. <laughs> Just saying. Yeah, that happens a lot. All right, how about the setting? So the setting was Arizona to New Mexico, Monument Valley. Really beautiful setting. Yeah, isn't that where like a lot of westerns are filmed? After this movie, yeah, they were. Was the setting important to the story? Yes. Could you have done this in a different setting, though? And what was the important thing about the setting here? Is that, well, you had to have the danger element. 
So you had to have the Apache, right? But it, you definitely could have it in another spot, but it wouldn't feel the same. No. Like. There's a sense of adventure with the Old West, right? Yeah. That's why we like it so much. That's why you love Westerns. <laughs> you do? Yeah. All right, let's talk about the, uh, the craft work. Cinematography. How did it play into the story? What did you think of the landscape? It was really beautiful. It was. I think it really drew tourism to that area after the movie came out. Yeah. And we already talked about how so many other movies were filmed there afterward. You know, one shot I really loved was the zoom in on John Wayne, which we talked about that with Rhett Butler with the oh. the crane coming down the stairs. There was the zoom into John Wayne where we first meet the Ringo kid and it zooms in, it kind of goes out of focus and then back into focus. Oh, yeah, yeah. That, that's a classic shot. What'd you think of the action sequences? The most action-filled scene with the Apache. Mm-hmm. I feel like it took too long to get there. To like, the action scene? Yeah. Because that was like the whole point of the movie. That was, Well, not the whole point, but that was like one of the main focuses of the movie. And it took a really long time to get there. Well, they were building up the tension. Didn't need to take that long to build up the tension. Come on, it was only like an hour and a half. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I love also the shot on top of the coach was really cool. They put a camera oh. on top when they went into the river. Yeah. I wish they had more shots like that because it was really cool to get you a sense of the you know the stage going into the water and the danger of the river. It'd have been neat if they'd had that shot at different times when like uh, I don't know maybe during the attack or like as they were just riding through yeah. or to show the cavalry surrounding them. Yeah, that would be nice. You know, what I did notice about this movie that. The other movies we've been watching haven't had, and that is outdoor action sequences. There were stunts. There were scenes outdoors. Remember in Gone with the Wind, every time they were outdoor, if somebody tried to talk, they'd have to cut to a scene where it was in front of a movie screen so they could have the microphone there. (laughs) Right? Yeah. So any outdoor scene was really short and not very much action, even with, like, Scarlet's Attacked. The movie had a war in it, and it had no action sequence. (laughs) But it, it had a lot of cool stunts too, like um when one of the Apache like they were on the horses, but then I think he got shot yeah. and then he fell to the ground and like the horses ran over him and the yeah. stagecoach went over top of him. Yeah, that's good stuff. Yeah, that was really cool, but like they would never do that today. No, they would CGI it all. Which kind of makes the movie more liked, kind of. I don't remember hearing any stories of any of those horses being hurt. Why would they get hurt? Well, horses got hurt a lot back then on doing those kind of stunts. So what did you think of the costumes? There wasn't anything special about them. They were just straight-up Western costumes. All right, how about uh, the editing? The story makes sense. It was in order. Too long, too short. What do you think? I thought it was a perfect amount of time. Because it was short? Well, there wasn't, like, too much to the story either. It wasn't like Gone with the Wind where there were so many things happening. I don't know. I think when we get to unanswered questions, we're going to see there could have been a lot more. Yeah. All right. So nitpicking. I got uh, I got one. When the banker goes on his rant, he's like, I, you know, complaining about taxes and all that. And this movie takes place in 1880. And there were no taxes in 1880. There were no income taxes in 1880. There, were, there was a tax during the Civil War, but it was unconstitutional. And it, there wasn't an income tax until the 16th Amendment was passed, which was after 1880. So, no income taxes. Now, 
maybe Close I the get tax law, I <laughs> maybe I get that and other people don't. Did you have anything? Um, you couldn't see that she was pregnant at all. <laughs> they didn't even allude to it, did they? No, she just like uh, fainted. fainted. And you think that like you would? I mean, even when she fainted, I just thought she was sick. Same. Okay, unanswered questions. <laughs> this is going to be a long question. Okay. Here. Oh, you got any? What happened to the wife? The wife of the banker. Oh, yeah. And the whole league of... Like, was she upset about it? Or was she like, oh, yay, he's gone now. <laughs> well, at least we know what happened to the banker. I mean, he got arrested at the end. You mentioned this one earlier. What was Hatfield's deal? What was he thinking running along on this? Like, he was... When he got to the, oh, like, the, when she got to the husband, like she would just like him more than her husband. I mean, I get, you know, <laughs> maybe he were a gallant gentleman if he knew she was pregnant, but nobody knew she was pregnant. Yeah. So I don't know about that one. I got another one. Where was this jail that Ringo escaped from? Yeah, like in the middle of nowhere. <laughs> nowhere. <laughs> Maybe jail in Arizona back in 1880. They just tied you to a cactus for a few days. <laughs> All right, I got another one. Uh, did Doc get to keep his medical license? <laughs> Wait, probably not. <laughs> what about Peacock? Did he get fired because Doc drank all of his samples? Why would he get fired from that? Because he lost all his samples. All right, the big picture. What kind of message did you get out of this movie? You don't know what other people are going through. That's true. For Dallas, especially, because she was really nice to everybody. Like, there was no point where she wasn't mean to somebody. And Dallas, like, she was nice to everybody. And nobody was really nice to her except for Ringo, kind of. And Dallas helped Lucy, like, have her child. She did. She really helped her out and took care of the baby. Yeah. So overall in cinema history, where do you think this thing fits? I definitely think that it should be in the top 100. Oh, yeah? Yeah. So you've come around a little bit since we watched it? Yeah. All right, and the Katie goes to... Let's go to our Cherry Limeade Award, the award for the part of the movie that you can watch all the time. I got two nominees, the scenery or the singing and the music. The scenery. The scenery. Do you have any nominees? No. The scenery is, is great. Yeah. I wish it was in Technicolor. Yeah. Like, Gone with the Wind. The Odessa Steps Award for the best scene. I've got two. The Apache Attack. And then Dallas telling Ringo to run away. Dallas telling Ringo to run away. Because he still kind of held up for a little bit. It was kind of a touching scene, wasn't it? Yeah. But I I, I don't get to pick, so I'm going to go on to the next category. (laughs) (laughs) This goes to Eleven Award. The award for the most over-the-top moment. I've got the scene at the restaurant when no one sits next to Dallas. Or the Law and Order League. Can I add one more? Yes. The Doc drinking all of Peacock's thing. <laughs> I didn't nominate that because I've got him in the next category. But Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> so what's the winner? You can pick that the winner, though. It's fair. Nobody's sitting next to Dallas. Okay. And they were really rude about that. They were. Like, like she had just, like... Murdered five people. Oh, I was going to say floated in an air biscuit but yeah murdered five people sure (laughs) (laughs) the mcdonald's french fry award the award for the most delicious side so we've got the two main characters but i have two nominees doc boone and buck 
That's really hard. Because I really, really like Doc, and I really, really, really like Buck. Can you choose this one? No. Um, Doc. Yeah, I would go with Doc, too. It's the pictures that got small award for the best quote. Okay. Not a real quotable movie, especially after no. after Gone with the Wind. Or really, Wizard of Oz, even. But, okay. I can find another wife easy, yes, but not a horse like that. What? <laughs> when he's like, <laughs> he's like, he can beat her and whip her all day and she doesn't complain. And the other guy's like, your wife? He's like, no, my horse. <laughs> I can find another wife easy. Because she stole off of this horse. Who said that? Ringo? The Mexican guy at the, Oh. I don't remember his name. Oh, yeah. Chris. Boom. There it is. And I didn't, I didn't just IMDB it. I just remembered that. I pulled that out from here. Mm-hmm. Right here. He's, uh, okay. Number two. Well, there are some things a man just can't run away from. Yeah, I really like that one. I got two more. You may need me and this Winchester curly saw a ranch house burning last night. Mm. I, just, I don't get that one. I didn't, I didn't read it well, but that's a, that's a good cool line. That's the kind of line you'd see like a, a Clint Eastwood read later on. Okay. We're the victims of a foul disease called social prejudice, my child. These dear ladies of the Law and Order League are scouring out the dregs of the town. Come on, be a proud, glorified dreg like me. From Doc Boone. I like the second one. Well, there are some things a man just can't run away from. Yeah. Yeah, I guess that's kind of the theme of the whole movie, isn't it? Encapsulated in one line. Yeah. All right. All right, winner, winner, chicken dinner. Who's the winner of the movie? Ringo. Because he murdered the people who wanted to, and he didn't even get in trouble. Didn't even get in trouble. That's pretty good. You know what's funny? Back in these movies, really, up until like the 70s, maybe at least the 60s, let's say the 60s, bad guys couldn't do bad things and get away with it. So if you watch like old like heist movies, they never get to keep the money. They can get away, but they can't keep the money. Why? Because it was a bad message to send. So? I know, but you know, that's the way it was. And it's the same reason why they couldn't show a Prager's belly. I don't know. I don't know. Different times. But, yeah, so I thought it was funny that he gets away with escaping from jail and murdering people, and then he gets, the sheriff just lets him ride off. But, different times. Alright. R-E-S-P-E-C-T. Should this movie be remade? No. Could it be remade? Yes. I think it has been. I think it could be remade. I think it should be remade. I think it would be great. And what, like an Uber car? No. No, as a Western. So, the Coen brothers, I love the Coen brothers. We have to watch a Coen brothers movie. There's really not many that are appropriate for you. Oh. Hudsucker Proxy, maybe? I love that one. But anyway, the Coen brothers... <laughs> <laughs> the Coen brothers took a John Wayne classic, True Grit. It was an old John Wayne, but they took that and remade it. And I think they, they won an Oscar. or They're certainly nominated for Oscar for Best Picture for it. I would love to see the Coen brothers redo Stagecoach. Or, well, Quentin Tarantino kind of did in Hateful Eight. He took this whole thing and put it as the kind of the beginning of Hateful Eight. Okay. What changes would you make if you did redo it? Showing that Lucy was pregnant. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? I would like to see it remade. 
because I would like to see it on a big screen, full color, just the beautiful oh, scenery, yeah. and the action sequences would be great. All right, that's a wrap. Brief takeaways. For me, I think it was good, but I wasn't as impressed as I was hoping to be with it. But like I said, I think it's a really good story, and I like that it's a character study more than a traditional Western. Yeah. Uh, a movie like A Lifeboat or something. This is supposed to be brief. Wrap it up. <laughs> Fine. I give it a mild thumbs up. Like, just a little bit up. Like, <laughs> you should watch it to have watched it. The Go Good ahead. AFI. I'll have the list of all the movies on AFI. Yes. It was good, but it wasn't, like, amazing. And like you said, I also liked that it was more of a character study and more about the characters and like the fighting scenes in the Western. Yeah. So what do you think? You recommending it? Yeah. Really? Yeah. Really? No. <laughs> then just say no. <laughs> no. Okay, wait. Let me try it again. So are you recommending it? No. Oh. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Say that's a wrap. That's a wrap.